Alright, so this is fucking podcast one. What am I thinking about today? I don't know. For the first one, it's just kind of one of those things where I just kind of want to talk a little bit. Um, maybe explain who I am, what I'm about. Um, 30 some years old. <laughs> I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say exactly how old because that's greasy. Um, you know, I'm just trying to figure out life. But I'm really frustrated with how things go. I'm frustrated with how my province acts. I'm frustrated with a lot of things. And I figure, you know what? People need to hear about it. I mean, I listen to a lot of these um, celebrities or whatever. Or, or quote-unquote leaders. And it's just... The problem is that too many people don't have a voice, right? Like, I understand, you know, people with this economic situation are worried and nervous and in Alberta but by the same token it's like I try to tell everybody you know the measure of a society is how it treats its vulnerable people and if I understand that it's like 1% or 2% death rates and all that stuff can be distorted when it comes to COVID but you know if if those people are your grandparents you care right and maybe a lot of a lot of people are just like oh well whatever you know doesn't matter but but for me it's like yo come on now you know if it was your grandparents you'd want them to live longer and if you don't well you obviously don't have a relationship with them and so you should chill out um you know there's there's a lot of stuff going on right now in the world and and the last thing you want is all these elderly people and you know what okay so (laughs) i'm gonna tangent here a little bit transition so when my grandparents were were getting towards the end of their lives and I went to these care homes it you know it was rare I saw people come visit so I do understand this idea that there's a lot of pandering going on and people are pretending they're doing stuff that they're really not you know oh we've got to go visit our our grandparents we've got to go do this we've got to go do that but the fact of the matter is when you had the opportunity most of you didn't go see them And so that's why there needs to be more money in these care homes because a lot of these elderly people, the only, the only, um, human interaction they have is with these care workers and these care workers are underpaid, undertrained. Everyone's kind of looking at it. You know, when I saw that the for-profit care homes are the ones with the highest death rates, that makes me sick, sick to my stomach because there's no reason that for-profit care homes should give the least amount of care but I guess there is and that's part of capitalism that's what it is it's for-profit so cut corners you know they don't care these these people for these for-profit care homes are a resource they're a commodity oldies are a commodity and yes I call them oldies I can't help it because they are old I mean I'm a ginger people call me a gingy no they really don't but they tell me I don't have a soul a lot. Thank God they got ready to kick a ginger day. Fuck, I suffered the consequences of that. You know. Fuck, people are harassed. I, I read some statistics and I read a book about, like, gingers. You know, how we're one of the most prosecuted people in the history of the world. It's, it's like every single civilization has hated gingers. <laughs> you just can't avoid it. That's just how it goes. Sometimes you've got to hate gingers, I guess. 
but don't get me started, you know. You know, let my people go. Moses obviously wasn't a ginger. Because he didn't give a shit about the gingers. The Egyptians didn't. I read a thing that said that they thought they were from hell. I guess it wasn't hell, but whatever the equivalent is. You know, (laughs) a lot of people in Europe thought that gingers were vampires. So, you know, let's, let's not go too far about how, you know, the use of words like oldies or whatever. (laughs) <laughs> I'm allowed, right? It's like the idea I have a I have a black friend, so I'm not racist. Or I have a native friend, so I'm not racist. And yes, I'm gonna say native. It's not or indigenous. I you know, whatever. This is what it is. I think a lot of times with stuff like that, like and I'm off topic, but it doesn't matter. A lot of times with stuff like that, it's it's about your intent, I think. You know, you can be racist, you can be ignorantly prejudiced, but I don't think you can be a bigot based out of ignorance. I think you have to understand what you're doing to actually be a bigot. You know, like you have to know you're being a bigot to actually be considered one. And that's just reality, you know. This is why this is why I have a big problem like when I was at university with this idea of like, you know, you know, racism, you have to have a power structure and the power structure is only white people. Like, how do you, how do you reconcile that understanding of the world with like Chinese racism? How, how do you blame white people for Chinese McDonald's banning black people from it? You know, I know they, they went back on that, but think about it. Like you can't blame white people for that. You can't blame Europe for that. You can't blame Europe for, or, or North America for, you know, Asian countries still doing blackface like but that that's why I have a tough time with a lot of this like oh it's got to be a power structure and it's all about white privilege this and that it's like okay you know Asians do better in, in white society and and I know that's a Ben Shapiro talking point so I'm not going to get into that too much but I mean it's there is a reality there is some reality to it but you know it's to go back on it it's like like i said like and these are you know your the measure of a society is how it treats its vulnerable people and that's and and to me that's what it is always you know i think i think one of our biggest problems is we're willing to sacrifice all our vulnerable people for a, a minimum amount of gain or maybe a maximum amount of gain sure i get the economic side but if we're going to if we don't take very careful and thoughtful measures to protect our vulnerable sectors from disease and not just COVID we're talking flu we're talking everything but we got to do it in a way that's comprehensive you know one of my biggest problems you know with things like the flu shot is the flu fucking (laughs) you know what's the word It, it changes it morphs you know they give you one flu shot and I'm not an anti-vaxxer, don't get me wrong, but I mean, there's one flu shot for the most common strain, right? But there's always tons of strains. And so for me, with these flu shots, it's like, okay, well, what's, who's profiting? Who the hell is profiting off this stuff? You know, you look, I, I got in a huge argument, you know, with a person one time because their parents were pharmacists and they said, oh, we don't charge for the flu shot. Like, well, you don't charge for it, but you get paid for it. Like, no, we don't. 
Like, yes, you do. In Alberta, you do. You do. And the NDP lowered that. You know, it was 20 bucks a shot that a pharmacist gets. So if you prorated it, and I prorated that to an eight-hour day, and we will say 10, like it came up with they were getting paid like six Gs a day. If on an eight-hour day, if all they did was administer flu shots, like it's a lot of money. It's not pocket change. It wasn't six Gs. I fucking made that up. But I think it was like it was like 1800 bucks a day or something. And people argue, oh, they went to school. They deserve it. Like shut the hell up. You know, journeyman goes to school. They don't get paid that same amount of money. What, because university? Like, what's the difference? A journeyman has to do a lot of work when they're in school. You know, they're not just there for fun. And they work. You know, you have to put in all your hours. It's just as comprehensive as going to university for something. Why is one get paid more than the other like i get why because there's value this and that blah 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 i could rant and rave about it all day but you know that the way our society values things and and i that's why i have a problem with the elites and that's why i have a problem with people sitting in ivory towers and telling me you know let's fire up this economy let's do this let's do that you know we've got to do it for economic reasons and, and people do have to survive but if we're not protecting our vulnerable sectors or sectors, sorry, our vulnerable sections of society or vulnerable populations, what the fuck are we doing? For me, if I have to be paid $2 less an hour so that somebody's grandparents that I don't even know don't have to suffer and die, well, you know, I'm willing to do that. And, you know, I got in this discussion, like, we need to do a better job of figuring out you know self-interest versus greater good and balancing that because right now i just i can't see it i i'm i'm disgusted by the way you know i saw there was a an alberta um talk show host or whatever who made a comment that like because they topped up for seniors they gave them an extra 500 bucks each and she was dead set against that they didn't ask for it why do they deserve an extra 500 bucks it's like these are the foundations of our society what the fuck why are people so silly hmm oh well just my thought for the day